Oh, yeah. It's back to a cover. Hit the hype horn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's Monday, June 29th, 2020. And pro football is back, sort of. There's news. There's things happening. Cam Newton is now a patriot. We are here to overreact on this overreaction Monday. I am Micah on the other end of the line in Austin, Texas. Brad Key. Micah, what's happening, bro? Uh... I am. I'm on uh, full vacation, Micah mode. We are at the beach. I'm okay. recording this uh, in our apartment, or in our Airbnb, as it were. So uh, the audio quality should be a little bit better. But you know, I'm, I, I really enjoy these vacation podcasts with you, Brett. Very great. As you recall, I don't hear Charlie last, in the background. Is Charlie there? She's asleep. She uh, she went wild at the beach today. Oh, okay, good. She's so had that, like 15 baths. You, uh, 15 ocean baths. Uh, no, like we we're spraying her down because mm-hmm. she is she is a big mess. Uh, on the way down to the beach yesterday, we stopped at a gas station to fill up, and uh, I let the dog out, and she started rolling around in something. I didn't really think about mm. it very much, and then Caitlin came out. She was in the bathroom, and then I gave her the dog, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and she was rolling around in the same spot, and uh, our dog uh, had found something dead. Yes. Sure. It's guaranteed and, uh, either death or uh, a giant pile of shit. Usually that's what the two the two rolling yeah, things are. It didn't appear to be shit, but uh, she found something that stunk. And uh, as a result, the last two hours of our commute were terrible. Uh, and uh, smelled a little now, like now, death in the car, huh? Yeah, she's rolled up like a big, uh, like a piece of roadkill right now on the couch. Uh, she had too much fun this morning. We, uh, But we are back. You know, this reminds me of the, the two vacation podcasts we did last year where one, let's see, one I was in uh, Palm Springs, Florida. Or that the one Palm where Springs, you're, was that the one where you were doing the nails? You were at the nail salon? No, no, that was that was in New York. Okay. Uh, the Palm Springs, California was You were in, in a hot uh, tub, right? Hot tub, yeah. Oh, that was a good hot one. Tub, yes. And there was also a Port Aransas podcast where I was uh, there was wind blowing and, and uh I was I was hiding from uh, Caitlin, as I recall, um, <laughs> outside. Well, let's running. add this one to uh, the list of great uh, vacation podcasts. By yeah, put Michael. this one in the on the playlist, and uh, I'm ready to uh, to talk about some football. We'll go pretty quick today. Uh, we'll talk a little MMA. There was some amazing cage fights this weekend. One of the best nights of cards I've seen in a long time. Pay per view quality card, free on ESPN. I don't know if you saw any of it, but you should have. Um, but we'd be silly to talk about anything other than Cam Newton today. Uh, Cam Newton signs a an incentive laden deal with the Patriots, one year, uh, one year, um, heavily incentivized, incentivized, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is a win win for the Patriots. They're, they have literally nothing to lose here. This is a very low cost uh, contract. And Cam Newton is a Patriot. What are your first thoughts before we talk a little more about? Mostly disappointment. And my disappointment's probably a little bit different than most people's because I uh, I think Bill Belichick has been propped up by a quarterback for the last whatever, however many years he's been with the Patriots. And I was really looking forward to a season where he was working with Stidham 
And I know he did had Castle one year, and for whatever reason, Castle threw like whatever outrageous statistically uh, statistics uh, for the at the quarterback position, and that he proved not to be the greatest quarterback ever after that. But uh, I think that's an anomaly, and I was looking forward to seeing uh, a prolonged season and like the future of the Patriots and mostly Bill Belichick's career because I think I don't know I I think that he has been he's benefited from having somebody uh prolific somebody who's you know goat the goat really and Tom Brady, Tom Brady. running things yeah. so yeah I don't know I I was I really wanted to like see Belichick thrive if he was going to or fall flat on his face which is what I predicted he would do so I don't know that's kind of my initial perspective I'm just a little disappointed not to be able to see that and I also think Cam's going to absolutely thrive I think he's going to be incredible for them so um, I have every confidence uh, every whatever I'm fully confident that Cam's going to show up day one and be uh, a significant game changer for them gives them a total new swagger uh the defense was already superb last year, so that's they've got the pieces to be great. Um, they've got a ton of 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 talent, even on the offensive side. They even got Sanu with it last year, if you recall, on that uh, receiving core. So uh, don't call it corpse, but uh, yeah. What what are your thoughts? What are your perspectives? I'm surprised. Uh, why are you surprised? I just uh, okay. I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah, I guess not. It just seems weird that a guy who was MVP five years ago uh, would sign for basically like zero money guarantees um, for the, the reportedly the league minimum with uh, incentives he can make seven and a half million dollars. Um, and now, granted. You know, he's 31, which is not old for a quarterback. He could have five, six, ten more good years, depending, you know, the way these guys are playing now. Yeah. Um, and then, then I guess you're a free agent the next year where the market could be better. I mean, there's so much uncertainty in the world, obviously in the world of football. I just, I guess there were sort of two moves for Cam. And, and I'll also say, like, this is, this is a no brainer for the Pats. Like, this is, a, you just signed Absolutely. a guy who, who could be a top five quarterback in the league for league minimum, even if he's like just an average quarterback, it's worth doing, you know, and we don't know how healthy he is. He basically has barely played the last year and a half, uh, played two games all last season and, you know, was banged up for the second half of the year before. But I mean, it, it's a, it's a win-win for them. I think it's for win-win Cam, for him. It's a, well, I mean, the other option, Cam's options basically, where he could do this, which is basically what James uh, Winston did, right? Mm-hmm. He signed as, uh, I mean, I guess he's got a better chance to be a starter here than than Winston does. But you, you sign for league minimum for a year, you, you sort of show what you have. Maybe something happens. Maybe you get to start a few games. What do you or mean, maybe? You, he's going to start all the games. Well, I mean, you yeah. Think but so? James, you think Stidham's going to take the spot? James Winston's not starting. Okay, I see. Okay. I'm behind ready. Drew Brees. Uh, well, I mean, who knows if they like, you know, apparently they like this dude. Um, but, I mean, Cam's a better player. I mean, I think we're, we're pretty sure of that. Well, in this, and also in the same analogy where you're comparing the two signing with, with a, a program on a one-year 
year deal where they you know they have a chance to reinvigorate their careers they're both probably two of the best landing spots in terms of like organizational structure like smart coaches right yeah. like smart coaching you're going to be put into situations where you can win and especially in Cam's uh situation with Winston though that that offense is just so potent that if if Breeze needs to you know if he's injured or whatever if he takes a couple games off like he you plug Winston in there and he starts slinging it's the it's like a perfect storm really for him to to put up gaudy numbers just well, like he did with the Bucks. And it brings you back to Carolina, who signed uh, uh, what's the Teddy two gloves. Yeah, so Teddy paying him twenty million dollars a year, mm. and you know, I mean, I, I think if you're Carolina, I don't think Cam would come back on on the minimum. But you know, would you rather be paying him twenty twenty million or league league minimum to Cam? Because I think that's the value I'd rather take. But my point is, like, Cam could either do this, sign a league minimum deal, go to a good situation, or he could have waited to training camp and wait for somebody's quarterback to get hurt, and then he'd have more leverage. He could do basically what Jay Cutler did a couple of years ago when he was, yeah. he had retired, and then the Dolphins quarterback goes down, and then they paid him $10 million to come back for one year, and he, you know, he half-assed his way into a job. <laughs> and Cam could have done that and probably made more money, but... I don't think he'd be set up well for future, though. I think that this gives him the best chance to be prepared going into the season and to put up the numbers that he's capable of and especially right. what happens if I mean what happens if the guy who gets hurt plays for Cleveland or yeah. you know something that sucks and you have to go spend a year in Cleveland and lose well a Cleveland's bunch of games. got some receivers man I don't know Cleveland's trash they may be we're not, we're, back, not baby. About, we're not talking about Cleveland we'll right see. now but um yeah but the other thing is like we don't know if there's going to be a preseason we don't know if there's going to be regular training camps there might be one preseason game there might be two preseason games instead of four the chances of somebody getting hurt may be way less than they were in a normal season. So, so from that perspective, it sort of makes sense that he'd jump at a chance to sign this deal. I'm just a little – I mean, I, I just wonder why he did it now. He didn't do it a month from now. Yeah. Um, I, but really, I just think that him. if you can't prepare, like if you're just being plugged into whatever offense an opening happens and you do that last minute, I don't think that you're in the, the – best situation to put up good numbers and secure a long-term contract in the future. So like, that's the one, the one's like kind of side note here where I think what he's done is he's put himself in a very stable, good environment where he can thrive. And I think that's perfect for what he's trying to accomplish. This is a year where he's, you know, reestablishing himself uh, and, and putting himself into position where he can get a long-term contract moving forward in the future years. And also, like you were saying, every team seems to be set or at least have a rookie quarterback coming in that they've, they're in love with. So like, there's not a whole lot of people looking for starting caliber quarterbacks and somebody as strong willed and like alpha as, as cam is for lack of a better term, like adding him to your locker room to sit on the bench seems like it could be a dangerous play. That's right. Cam, Cam, and here's where the Jameis Winston comparison falls yeah. apart because Winston is clearly going in to be Drew Brees' backup. Cam was not going anywhere to be somebody's backup. Yes. And, I mean, he's going in to compete for that job. Now, there's a chance that he could not not win it. I Wrong. Guess. But, I mean, I think if he's, if he's right and he's healthy, there's no way he's not the better quarterback. God, he's such uh, a monster, too. But, you know, no teams have been able to bring him in for a physical, including... Uh, the Patriots. So, you know, 
And that's because of COVID, not because he's declining to do it, right? Right. Yes, exactly, because of COVID. But, like, you know, if you look at his post-MVP career, he he won the MVP and they went 15-1, went to the Super Bowl in 2015. In 16, he wasn't very good. They fell to 6-10. and 10. His offensive line got beat up. Um, his receiving corps sucked. Yeah, yeah, they were trash. Uh, in 2017, he was better, uh, but not MVP caliber. Um, but he also beat the Patriots that year, uh, going 22 of 29 for 316 and three touchdowns mm. uh, while rushing for 44 yards. He's 2-0 and against the Patriots, by the way, in his career, and he's dominated them twice. Uh, he also beat him in 2013. His combined, uh, he's his passer rating in those two games is combined to be 128.2. Okay. While also carrying the ball for 15 times for 106 yards, mm. it's pretty pretty crazy what he's done to the Patriots. So you look at it like that, and then he basically he played very well the first half of 2018, and then got hurt, um, and then played two games last year. The rest so, is history. There's a lot of question marks, but I mean, if the dude is just a capable quarterback, uh, it seems like a very good move. Well, and if he's willing to sign a league minimum contract where it's all performance-based his earnings, chances are pretty good he's in good enough shape that he's confident he can produce. So there's yeah. that aspect as well. Like he's going into this and he's like, okay, I'll sign league minimum plus, you know, all performance-based, um, you know, earnings criteria. Mm, pretty good chance that he's healthy and ready to kick ass. Yeah, the Pats are now the first team in NFL history to lose a former MVP in the free agent as a free agent, and then gain a former MVP in the same offseason. Uh, the odds to win the Super Bowl, the Pats were twenty-five to one. They're now twenty to one. The odds to win the AFC, they they went from twelve to one to ten to one. The odds to win the AFC East went from plus one forty to plus one fifteen, which basically even odds. Uh, I mean, I, if you're a fan of Buffalo, like you've just got to be just losing it today. Like, <laughs> Not happy. They got rid of Brady, and now they're going to bring in a guy who's one of the biggest physical freaks the league has ever seen, the most dominant physical quarterback in in the history of the game. And to see him, you know, I mean, if the guy is just average, uh, Belichick's proven that he can win with average quarterbacks. And he's not um, just average. He's incredible. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple other things I want to talk about. People are going to talk about how, oh, will Cam fit in with the Patriots? Is he going to fit in their scheme? Anyone who goes, if you're watching TV today or you're listening to the radio and anyone who talks about Cam fitting into the scheme is an idiot. A goddamn idiot. Why do you so say just that? Into that? Because the Patriots never have a scheme. The Patriots play a different, they they More scheme by game, NFL, opponent scheme. They, that's right. They scheme They scheme for each opponent each week more than any other team in the NFL. And just because the offense may look like one thing because they've had the same quarterback for 20 years and you've got a different kind of quarterback doesn't mean anything. Like they are, they switch every week on offense and defense. And so to think that like, oh, he won't be able to do the things Tom Brady does, who cares? Like they'll be able to figure out, uh, they'll build the offense around camp. I got and, a feeling he can run better than Tom Brady, though. He could do some things exactly. better than Tom Brady, too, though. And uh, exactly, I mean, the, there's a 100 percent chance that he's going to put some things 
in that offense. It, you know, if we assume that he's going to be the job with, you know, the guy, which obviously you and I do. Um, Me more so than you. I think it's a foregone conclusion. This guy's starting and he's playing every game, I think. Well, I mean, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, it, Belichick has never had a quarterback like this before. And Belichick is a dude that loves to do things that nobody else does. Yeah. And do things. He you opens know, find, up unconventional methods, also, opportunities. Exactly. You know, he's known for his endless curiosity about what can be done on a football field. And he's a history person. So he could go back and do stuff. He could be running stuff with a single wing with a running quarterback that nobody nobody's thought of. Like, they, this, he's going to, if he's healthy and he's right, it's going to work. And they're going to find a way to make him amazing. I have no doubt about it. Agreed. So anyone who says that he doesn't fit in, and you could talk about their culture and that he's maybe too alpha and then that's a, that's a, a team that bases their culture around the team success and not individuals. I mean, maybe. I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Cam, Cam's, you know, he, he's been a real prick to the media. And uh, he said stupid things, but I, I've never heard him. So has mean, Belichick. That's right. Yeah. If any, well, it's sort of in a different way. Belichick yes. says nothing. He's a prick who says nothing. Cam is a prick who's too sensitive. Um, but I've never heard anything about Cam being like a locker room, a bad guy in the locker room, or Cam not being committed to his craft or, you know, anything like that. I mean, I know, we all know he got arrested in college for stealing a laptop or something, but like that. Yeah, that was like ten years ago now. I mean, this is this isn't a guy who's a locker room problem uh, or doesn't have that reputation. Not that he's I know. He's a pro, him, man. Right? He's good. He's fine. And he's so, just you know, if he, if he loves football, and he can go in and play for Belichick, then I don't see any issue there. Um, and I, you know, it, it just seems like the Patriots always it, the Patriots aren't afraid to make a big move. You know, yeah. they, they paid. They paid Antonio Brown $9 million. They played one game last season. Uh, so, like, in the scheme of the big risks they've taken, they've taken him on. They've taken on Corey Dillon in the past. Uh, you know, they've brought in, you know, Junior Seau. Like, they're not afraid to bring in dudes. And, you know, uh, even what was it? Ocho Cinco. They brought him in for a year. Yep. Turned out he didn't have any. Randy Moss. And, yeah, Randy Moss. And it turned out that, like, sometimes these guys work. Sometimes they don't. And... If they don't work, they just get rid of them. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't – I think that we can both agree we don't envision a scenario where Cam Newton sits as the backup quarterback for 16 games. Like, if he's not good enough to beat Jason Stitham or whatever the guy's – Jason Statham, Jason whatever the guy's Statham? name is. Something like that. Yeah, who cares? Jason Statham is an action hero. But uh, <laughs> if he's not good enough to beat Stitham, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's your only concern if you're a Patriots fan, but – since you paid him a minimum, you just cut him if he's a problem. Like yes. he's speaking out saying There's I'm no better. There's no risk like, here. And the Patriots are zero are zero percent afraid to do that. So, um, yeah, I think that the you know it just just remember that when you're watching TV today, uh, or listening to sports radio, the guy who says I just don't know if he'll fit in the Patriots' offense is a moron, and you should never listen to him again. You should lose all credibility in your mind. And that's all. That's all I got on that. I think that's fair. Um. You got any other thoughts on Cam? I mean, no. I, I don't tell me if Cam Newton is right that they're not the favorite to win that division for like the thirtieth straight season. Don't tell me Buffalo with Jared Allen is better than than New England with with uh, Cam Newton. 
even if New England has some other issues, we know that defense is really good. You don't think Miami's and, the best? Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on. And don't tell me the Jets are the team to beat. So, mm. ju- not likely. You know, you look at the Patriots. All they're gonna—that's four wins right there against uh, Miami and and the Jets before before you roll out of bed. They love losing uh, to fucking Miami for no good reason at the end of the year every year. But yeah, well, that's true. Too, it's their but, favorite yeah. thing to do. I mean, what a world! I mean, it's it to think that you you lose. Tom Brady, and then you sign a guy who was the MVP five years ago is pretty wild. So, uh, shouts to, I mean, I, you know, we'll have to have Titan High back at some point and mm. hear uh, P- Peter the Irish guy and the Patriots lovers. Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just Cackle. fucking, yeah. God, they're going to be so obnoxious. So obnoxious. Uh, but other than that, buddy, that, that's it for Cam Newton. Okay. Fair enough. What else you got on the agenda, my brother? Uh, let's see. It's the uh, 10 year anniversary of the decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you, did you watch the decision documentary? No, last night? I, I'm intending to watch it though. It's just, I haven't yeah, gotten around I, to it yet. I am too. I know we talked about watching it and then I realized I was on vacation, so I did not watch it last night. Uh, I do have it set on the DVR, so maybe we'll, we'll catch it at some point this week and talk about it. Cool. Um, there's a great piece by Brian Windhorse about what happened and how this all went down uh, on ESPN.com today. Uh, which is kind of interesting. It's called Here's about What how, Really Happened the Week of LeBron's Decision. Yeah, and it was um, basically, and, and I never really heard this, but that the way that Miami got these guys is that all, you know, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch were all free agents at the same time, and all of these teams have created space, Chicago, uh, the Knicks, yeah. the Nets. They had all created space, and they all put together these like elaborate pitches uh, to get these guys to sign with them. But their pitches all were based around having two guys. It was either James and Wade or Wade and Bosch or Bosch and James. It wasn't – that was it. Like they, they were all built around that. Pat Riley comes in, pulls out all the rings. Uh, you know, he, uh, Chris Bosch said that it looked like he pulled out like a crown oil bag and just dumped a <laughs> bunch of championship rings on the table. Uh, and – their pitch from minute one was we can sign all three of you guys. Like we can get three stars. Nobody, everybody else might be able to get two, but you can have three right here in Miami. And like the other teams got that message. I'm like, Oh shit. How we start moving guys around Cleveland, everybody's trading their entire team. Yeah. And it turned out Miami made it happen. So, uh, interesting. That was 10 years ago. So for whatever that's worth, um, it's funny to see old, uh, footage of LeBron cause he was so, he was like thinner back then. He was so fast, just so physically freakish. His his head would just be above the rim like at all times. So it's fun to go yeah, back and, he can't, and watch some of that. He definitely can't jump the way that he used to. Yeah. Um, Considering he's our age, it makes sense. Yeah. The other news, uh, Johnny Manziel, big important sports news. Johnny Manziel has uh, described his football season as, or his football career as, quote, in the past. So I guess that means comeback season is officially over. Uh, What's he going to do? Is he going to be like an insurance sales guy? Uh, it's a great question. I don't know if you read the article I sent you. I haven't yet. No. But, uh, let me let me pull it up and share. There were a couple of very funny things in it. Uh, I wonder if he about, still signed with the general. Well, he definitely got that going. He's still selling insurance. 
you know, the poor guy gets, you know, I won't say poor guy, but he gets drafted by the Browns, which never a good, a good thing. Uh, but then, it, then he's basically out of the league after two seasons. So then he says it's time for comeback season. Um, the CFL, he gets a lot to join the CFL, but then he gets violated. He gets kicked not off, not only off his team, but kicked out of the league. It wasn't he kicked out of Canada. Of Nobody, yeah, like they were like, you can't be on any of the teams in our league. He did something that was so egregious. Nobody really knows. Um, but then he comes home, and thankfully the AAF is playing. You remember the AF? Yeah. And so he got to play. He, he signs with the AF. Then a week later, his wife leaves him. Then a couple weeks after that, the AAF runs out of money and doesn't exist anymore. Mm. There's a chance he was going to be in the XFL, uh, but that never happened. And now Johnny is saying that football is in the past. So comeback season is officially over. Okay. Rest in peace, that's sweet it. prince. I, yeah, that's that. Thanks, Johnny. I, I'd love to near, never hear from you again. He's also, uh, here's, a, here's a good promotional pill. Uh, as of today, on Monday morning, we dropped a podcast on Mind of Micah with Jared Boriswell. We did the cameo game. Okay. Have, have, I, have you ever listened to these podcasts, Brent? Yeah. I heard one of them back in the day, but I haven't heard one recently. So tell me about it. I think this is our, our third installment. Okay. I, uh, are you familiar with Cameo? Cameo is a, a website where generally C and D list celebrities and internet influencers like Jared. do personalized. Yes, Jared is one of them. I know. Make personalized uh, video messages for people. Uh, and uh, somehow yeah, it shows you how prestigious it is. Jared Borslow is available for, for $10 if, if you want him to leave you a customized message. It's like the lead but singer I, of Sugar Ray and stuff. Yeah. So we go through and, uh, like, we had Tommy Lasorda yesterday. And, what do you uh, mean you had it? So I, I go through the Cameo website and pick out some, some famous people. Okay. And then uh, Jared guesses how much these people, how much they're selling their Cameos how for. How accurate is Jared? Is he good at it? He's never gotten one right. Okay, good. I wouldn't be able to either, for the record. But okay, it's it's surprisingly challenging. Well, there's it, it, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason, but Johnny Manziel available for one hundred and fifty dollars if you need that for That's your egg. Cheap. Person. I mean, that's more than any other out of uh, you know. I don't know how many other guys played two years in the NFL and have been out of football for longer than that are getting one hundred and fifty bucks. But he does have a Heisman Trophy, so shouts to Johnny and listen to mine of Mike. Uh, should should other... we pay Johnny Manziel $150 to leave a voicemail on the hotline call? Well, I wish someone would because we don't have any hotline <laughs> calls. I checked today. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Please call the hotline. You know, there's we, not we, a lot we of things play. to talk about these days. So I understand the, I the lack thereof of content. But we're expecting a, uh, a hard comeback. More hard than Johnny Manziel's comeback season for the uh, regular football season of that hotline call. I'm, yeah, it's content season. And uh, the other story, uh, things at the University of Iowa are mm. getting ugly uh, with their football program. I don't know if you – we've talked a little Some bit about race it. Some stuff, not, right? Yeah. Uh, their ex-Iowa running back uh, named Akram Wadley, I believe yeah. that's how he says, says, quote, playing for the Hawkeyes was a living nightmare, which mm. is never really what you want to hear. He played from Iowa from uh, 2014 to 27. He mentioned head coach uh, Kirk Ferentz, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, his son, and former strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle in his allegations. Yeah, Chris uh, Doyle's the one who's in hot water. 
But yeah, he's he's no longer there. Although he did get a million plus dollar buyout, so uh, he got a nice little uh, parachute on the way out of town. Um, Wadley alleges that Brian Fer- Ferentz, um repeatedly asked him if he planned to rob a liquor store or gas station whenever he saw Wadley wearing a team issued wool cap. He also alleged that Iowa targeted him and other black players for not gaining enough weight during the season, which led him binging on shakes before workouts and becoming sick. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff here. This is, uh, things are unpleasant there, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz has been there so long that, you know, he's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how you recover. I don't know how they're going to recruit uh, with this stuff going on. Because there, there have been like a thousand players come out and speak out about this guy. Mm. This just the the most recent one. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. You got any other sports news things popped on your mind, Brad? No, I mean that covers most of it. General rule of thumb: if somebody's wearing a ski mask on their head, probably don't ask them if they're going to rob a liquor store. I think that's probably a bad. Uh, no matter, no matter the situation, especially if it's a team issued uh, piece of merchandise. Right. That just seems racist. Uh. Looks like J.R. Smith is look, looking likely to sign with the Lakers after. Uh, yeah. Who is it? The, the Texas kid that's not going to play for them um, for whatever personal reasons. But uh, yeah, Avery, Avery, Bradley, Avery Bradley. That's right. Yeah, Avery Bradley's not going to play. He has a, a young child with high risk issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, some, some kind of interesting things coming together. Uh, but yeah. Good day of content because of the Cam uh, Zeke Elliott apparently uh, was forgot to log off of a, t- a Twitch stream. Okay. And uh, he said he was low-key low faded and basically just admitted to being too high to live stream. <laughs> he might have been drunk. You could be faded and be too drunk. Let's see. Right. I think he, well, yeah, let's see what he says here. Hang on. Are you reading the manuscript? Transcript? He goes, I'm low-key faded, bro. I bet oh, you no. it sounded a lot like he, you're talking, too. I'm watching it right now. He seems high. I'll just say that. But shouts to him. Um, yeah, Zeke, who also got COVID because he was going to parties and stuff. What an idiot. Well, at least he's antibodied now. Well, I hope so. Uh, I hope he's ready. And he's low-key faded, so <laughs> I'm sure... I mean, I, I, who can blame him? We're all low key faded during the during the quarantine. Yeah, that's risky behavior with the, you know, respiratory effects of being low key faded. But you know, it is what it is. Respect. Hey, whatever, bro. Yeah, I think that's testing. pretty much He's it. He's going to be anchoring my fantasy football team this this fall. So keep it together, son. All right, well, you keep it together too, Brad. I sure uh, will. We'll try and get we'll try and get back together here uh, at some point this week. Uh, I know we've we've been a little sporadic, but. You know, there's some things happening. There's some stories, and uh, we appreciate you guys following along. Yeah, Share this thing with a friend if you like. Don't forget and, to put uh, on your uh, sunscreen, Micah. Mike. Be safe. Oh no, that 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 won't be a problem. I, I look like a ghost. <laughs> uh, hit the outro music. Let's get up and out of here, buddy. Oh yeah. All right, check out Mind and Micah. We'll be back. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>